is good, defenders, and welcome to a morning edition podcast. That's right. It is one o'clock. Oh man, it's afternoon. Never mind. Sorry, we're on it. Twelve fifty-four p.m. on Sunday, August fourteenth. You know my voice. I'm the scarf, J.R. Liebert, and I am sitting about only about like three and a half, maybe four feet away. Giggity from my co-host and podcast partner for life, one Christian Philly Philemon in Philly. We are broadcasting almost live from beautiful Christmas tree lane. No, this is great. I'm staring at, um, um, yeah, Figaro Street. Mr. Fry's Man and, uh, and, and Philly. Philly cheese the the cheesesteak joint. To our right is Bank of California Stadium. To the left is the parking lot to the museum. And we are literally on Christmas tree lane. The sounds of downtown Los Angeles will make themselves evident fairly soon between the whirly birds and the fire trucks. Yes, but what a... This is kind of cool looking around it. I like this version of one as opposed to the normal version of one where we normally record. And Philly, what a weekend it was, especially for you, my friend. Not just that you got one year older, but <laughs> I mean, look, we, we had, a, I mean, that's may not have anything to do with your birthday. Uh, <laughs> we, had, we did have a wonderful time, buddy. We celebrated on the 12th, right? And we had, you had a pretty good day. You started out, uh, the wife took you, lovely panda took you to... Nobu, of all places, did you say hi to Kim Kardashian for me? I did not say hi to Kim Kardashian. In fact, I said hi to nobody other than my glass of whiskey to start my morning. Uh, And, you know, Nobu, one of the the nicer sushi places to eat on the planet, I think. You guys were in Malibu, right? Overlooking the water there. Can't beat that. That is a beautiful view. And then, you know, you stayed pretty close to the water. I got to go top golfing. For the first time ever. Never been a top golf. I played plenty of Tiger Woods where they have that target practice. This was awesome. It was so close to actual Tiger Woods. And and then Nina beat us all in a game of Angry Birds golf. And, and that's the beautiful thing about top golf. It's like you don't have to be good at golf, which no. I can't say any of us really are. Pan nope. is okay. Uh, you hit the ball pretty well, and I had some times where I had it, but like Nina won the Angry Birds competition. Nina's shots went right in five feet. Yes. And so yet <laughs> that's her in the background. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had a lo- lot of good cocktails. Uh, you, you surprised me with some really, really cool gifts. Yeah. Uh, Liz came out. We saw our good buddy Al Rate. We got a couple Love of that guy. CLT scarves from him. That's the fun thing about Al traveling all over these right? places. We, got, we have an Austin scarf, a CLT scarf. Al, I Nick, don't have this team in my collection. Can you go work for them next year, please? Yeah, yeah we're looking forward to St. Louis's scarf next <laughs> season and maybe Las Vegas the year afterwards. But no, it was a glorious day, and I didn't wake up feeling too banged up yesterday morning because no. yesterday was an epic day within its own right. You were pretty good. And by the way, I took you to Fogo to Chow for the first time, which was nice. Meat, ah, lots of yes. meat on a stick, and then Philly fell asleep. Uh, we were gonna do one more sleep, and Philly did the one meat sleep, and uh, that was it. <laughs> it was it was nine oh four when you sent your last text, and then I closed my eyes, and then I woke up and noticed that four minutes after you had sent that last text, in between then and his text about saying, "Oh shoot, we forgot one more sleep." Yes, I had <laughs> one more meat that made me fall asleep. Man, right? the, the food was incredible. I slept for a. Uh, I slept for 12 hours. <laughs> right, right. And that I slept and, for 12 hours. And look, Christmas Tree Lane was a celebration yesterday. Of course, your birthday, which we celebrated, but also Sujin's birthday. Very good friend of the pod, member of Tiger Supporting Group, of course, the vice president of the 3252. Sujin, we're going to take a second to wish you a very happy birthday. Uh, very good friend of the pod. He's been on this before. Neil Tyner of the Black and Gold Running Club. Yep. His birthday is today, August 14th. We're recording this Again, Sunday, August 14th from Christmas Tree Lane. Uh, and then, look, uh, we got we got Papa Scarf. My dad's birthday is tomorrow. 
So we're celebrating, I'll say it because he'll probably listen, celebrating his 80th birthday. It's awesome. Tomorrow. That's really, really cool. Super stoked about it. And also, we got to wish our good buddy Connor Colopsis a happy birthday. We had a blast <laughs> on 110 football for the 19th birthday scarf. His 19th, 19th birthday. birthday. Yeah. Put that in the back of your mind for you know a what? second. He, he's living his best life right now. He really is. Uh, again, again, he's given us lots of great opportunities. He and Vince and Ken and everybody over at 110. Yep. So Thank I want to wish a very happy birthday uh, to him. Also, uh, this is not, we have not brought back the birthday segment, guys, I promise. But happy birthday to the legend himself, the Italian superstar, Giorgio Chiellini's birthday today. I mean, does it get any better than that? I don't think it does. You guys are the same age, aren't you? We are not the same age. He's younger. Oh, He's younger. but not by much. Not by much. You're not what, like, much. like 46? I am not yet 40, sir. You're 42. <laughs> hey, so. I, I needed to have one opportunity to stab the age joke. But, but how about this? Can I keep going with the birthdays? I'm going to bleed in a little bit of this day in LAFC history. It's not just Giorgio Chiellini's. How about team owner and Los Angeles basketball, California, U.S. icon? One Irvin Magic Johnson's birthday it. today. I mean, come on. How much cooler does it get in L.A. than Irvin Magic Johnson? And another friend of the pod. Can't wait to see him at the bank, at the bank again. Right? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Soon. Soon. Aaron, Along with Tony freaking Robbins. The Sorry. guy, the, uh, oh no, we don't need to see Tony Robbins at the bank. That's fine. Well, uh, we haven't seen him at the bank in five years, so the, it doesn't really matter. Uh, that's okay. I'll get called Absentee out by Tony owner. Robbins people. That's fine. Uh, how, about, how about the guy who scored against Borussia Dortmund? Aaron Kovar's birthday is today. Oh, wow. Aaron Kovar. We got all kinds of black and gold birthdays. And you know what? Sharing a birthday with my pops, we all remember the legendary name from the black and gold inaugural team, Rodrigo Pacheco. <laughs> I was thinking we, you were going to go with Callum Mellis. We, we all remember Rodrigo Pacheco. The, right? Right? I mean, I do. Philly, you're currently eating a pizza while we're- It's my birthday weekend. It is your birthday weekend. You do whatever it's you want, sir. better than pretzels, right? Uh, again, uh, really cool night. Out on Christmas Tree Lane, Philly. Luckily, you didn't drink enough to want to get on that quarter pipe that was out there, along with Daywan and everybody else who was here from the Adidas Skate and Street team. That was really cool. And Philly, they were out here because we got a new pair of shoes. Another pair of shoes in our Black and Gold Kicks collection, and they couldn't have come out at, at a better time. Obviously, we've gone through a couple of pairs of Sambas at this point, and this version, a lot different than the regular yeah. version of the Sambas. These are more rubbery-sold skater kind of shoes, but fantastic pair of kicks. 60 bucks. They look good. I'll give you a, um, a hack. If you go to worldsoccershop.com, Spin the wheel, add your name to a text message, and at the very least, you could get 10% off and avoid the sales tax. That's right. But the uh, the shoes should be coming. I did hear, though, that you need to be very careful wearing those shoes in the North End. Our good friend Jonathan Reimer of Shoulder to Shoulder kind of hurt his knee a little bit uh, doing Jump for LA Football Club. and Not because he's old. I'm the old one when it comes down to it. Yes, but because of the fact that the ground was soaked and he sort of slipped. So yeah. be careful in the north end with those kicks. But other than that, good-looking shoe scarf. Yeah, look, the, the Del Palas is the, uh, what is it, what do they call that? The silhouette, the Adidas' particular silhouette is the Del Pala. Their long-standing streetwear shoe that's got a bit of a skate vibe to it is how they like to describe it on their website. One other thing I like to talk about real quick, Philly, before we get into all the usual nuts and bolts. Man, let me tell you how much fun LAFC night was at Dodger Stadium. I know you couldn't make it, unfortunately. But we saw Eddie Segura, Murray, and Chicho before the game. Members of the 3252 leadership were honored on the field. 
prior to the first pitch, which was sort of thrown out by Kellen Acosta. He said, what, you guys have never seen a slider before? Sliders usually don't break that much farther in front of the plate. But still better than 50 Cent, right? Oh, man. Worst worst first pitch of all time. Google 50 Cent first pitch New York Mets. There there was one, and I don't know what the team was. Amanda and I saw this recently where the girl— The girl was, with the back flip or the front flip or something? No, 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 no. I, I don't know I don't know who she was, but bottom line is like when she tried to like make the, uh, the, the toss from the mound to the catcher, yeah. she hit the cameraman who was standing to the left. Yeah, I mean— I don't it, know if you've seen it, that one. Is that, that Carly Rae Jepsen? Oh, right, right? yes, She has yes. a bad one, right? Yes, Carly, that one's Why awful. do I know that Carly Rae Jepsen had a bad first pitch? But also, Gareth Bale redeeming himself. Look, I want to give props to both Kellen Acosta and Gareth Bale. Because they stepped onto the mound. Like, they got all the way up to the mound. But, Kellen, maybe next time you throw it from in front of the mound, that's fine. Uh, Gareth Bale, though, did hit the glove. A little, little high and, and outside, but that's all right. And, uh, look, during the game, I think it was right about the fourth inning, we're all up in the reserve section. I'm there with Reimer and Rage and Sujin and, and Dweezy was up there and everybody else. We were having a great time up in the reserve section. Maxime Cropo, Latif Blessing, Tomas Romero, Cal Jennings, they all just rolled through the section that was really cool. But we just we had an awesome time. And best of all, Philly, Dodgers beat the Twins 10-3. Solid outing from Julio Urias. Home run from Max Muncie. And my favorite Dodger, Will Smith, balled out, going three for five with a double and two RBIs. It was a really fun night. Uh, I wish I would have caught it. Uh, I did catch the highlights. It did look like a lot of fun. One other thing Gareth Bale did that was equally as impressive is yes. his toss from the mound oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. juggling the baseball. First off, Al... Al, you played baseball. You know what it's like to like ha- handle a baseball. Yeah, he was hitting it on the top of his. Granted, he was wearing a shoe, but you know the uh, the the coordination, the athleticism. I mean, that's pretty impressive seeing him juggle a baseball. You and I, I, I could juggle a volleyball. Sure. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, an, an air balloon, not well, an air balloon. A balloon. There's a reason why he's the most expensive transfer in history at one point, right? So there yeah, you that's go. fair. Look, don't forget the Mauricio Mo Facio Futsal Court in Southeast LA fundraising effort is underway. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Southeast LA in Mo's honor. And the link to donate is in our bio. We actually covered a lot of what's in this day in LAFC history. We'll do a very quick version of that while uh, engine number 246 rolls by us here as we are recording. Good eyes, Here on Christmas Tree Lane. We've got some news and notes and a quick look at both the Las Vegas Lights and Angel City Football Club, which, by the way, the reason why we are sitting here out on Christmas Tree Lane (laughs) is we've got the tailgate ready right next to Relentless Ladies, Ben and Imelda, and and their more famous uh, members of, of Relentless Ladies, uh, are all out here. Uh, we can assure you it's not because we stayed overnight, Scarf. We did not sleep here overnight. We've got Panda and Nina right behind us as well. Come sample the sangria if you're out here on Christmas Tree Lane over at the Angel City Chicks tent, which we are sitting under right now. And then we'll get into the match, a quick breakdown of the match against Charlotte. It was a performance fit for a king against the Queen City, and then we'll take a look at the standings and the schedule. Quick reminder, if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank and on Twitter at Defend the Bank Philly. This day in LAFC history, we are recording this Sunday, August 14th, and Sunday, I don't know if it was Sunday, actually, August 14th, 2018, Diego Rossi was voted 2018 U.S. Open Cup Player of the Semifinal Round. Despite losing to Houston on PK 7-6 after playing to a 3-3 draw in regulation, Oof. Rossi's late equalizer in the fifth minute of stoppage was the third goal he needed for the hat trick. Uh, and kind of ironically, on that same day, August 14th, Philly, five years ago, actually, yeah, 18, 19, 20, four years ago, Philly, Four years ago today, 
the fields opened up. You know, it still doesn't cease to amaze me that people still try to walk in there as if it's open. It's like, show yeah. me that you haven't been to an LAFC game without showing me you haven't been to an LAFC game. Well, that's because they had such a good time when they were there, when it was I know, open. but it's a, it's, it's a lot of people, Scott. Yeah, no, I hear you. But, you know, COVID was a thing. A lot, a lot of people came back for a couple of years. August 15th, because we're going to go to the 15th on this one. In 2017, LAFC announces their partnership with Heineken as a founding Golden Boot Club member. They've been a partner ever since. And Philly, August 15th, 2018. Christian Ramirez scores both goals for LAFC in the 13th and the 30th minute in a 2-0 home win against RSL. Just 24 days earlier, Philly, Christian Ramirez scored two goals against LAFC for Minnesota United. So a brace against LAFC, 24 days later, a brace for. I mean, he certainly established himself quickly when he came to LAFC. The, per- the season afterwards wouldn't prove to be as promising as he would go down to the Houston Dynamo, but he's having, he had himself a fantastic season in Aberdeen, and honestly, he's doing quite well. I would rather be in Aberdeen than Houston, No, that's he, just me. He is definitely doing <clears throat> quite well for himself, excuse me. Let's get into a quick, very quick update from the Las Vegas Lights, Philly. The Lights embarking on a bit of a tough stretch of their own with three games in eight days, just like LAFC. They lost at San Antonio 2-0 yesterday, just about an hour before our game closed. They now head to behind the orange curtain, Philly, to take on OCSC, Orange County Soccer Club. Saga, that's been. On the 17th, and then wrap up their run at home against the Sacramento Republic on the 20th. This is a crucial stretch for Vegas as they currently occupy the seventh and final playoff spot, two points ahead of Los Gross with 11 matches (laughs) to play. The Angel City Minute, Philly. It was an interesting week for Angel City last week, surrendering a late goal to leave Orlando with just a point on August 7th before hosting Tigres. That's right, Tigres for their first international friendly on August 10th and your favorite Angel City player. 79th minute sliding goal by Savannah McCaskill, the unlikely star, I think we can say, of Angel City's first season off a great pass by my favorite player, Tyler Lucy. Proved to be all that was needed in the one nothing victory. Next up for ACFC, that's why we're here. We're taking on the Chicago Red Stars today, Sunday, August 14th. Mallory Pugh, Alyssa Nayer, a couple of the names that you'll know. So that's fun. One last bit of news and notes, Philly. At the age of 36, Lee Wynn is coming out of retirement to once again play for Ho Chi Minh City FC. But how is that going to affect his status with his He assistant? is no longer a coach for the Washington Spirit. Okay. I figured he would still have the opportunity to go back to that. I'm sure he can go back. I mean, the guy knows a ton about soccer, but he's not yet done hanging up the boots yet. He's going back to Ho Chi Minh City, back to Vietnam to play That'd be, for, a, that'd be a fun trip to take. That would be a really fun trip to take. Uh, I mean, what are you doing tomorrow? Um, oh, not doing anything. I'm actually, I'm off tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe we should go to Vegas. It's closer. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right, Philly, we were really excited because we got to see a Premier League champion come to Bank of California Stadium. I know we're not, kind of. Kind of. I mean, we saw him. He was here. He did. He played a little. That's it. Kind of. He played a little. Uh, we're, we're talking about Christian Fuchs. Fuchs? Fuchs? Fuchs. Fuchs. No Fuchs given. No Fuchs given. There you go. We can say that because it's the last name. Uh, Family-friendly so pod. Always. Always. Uh, and uh, and look, oh, you're, you're, he's being very quiet over there, trying not to disturb us. We've got, we've got a biker behind us with a whole radio thing going on. We had Engine 246. Every, this is fun. Uh, all right, Philly. Yes. A performance, I said it already, fit for a king against the Queen City. 
without a doubt. Charlotte in their inaugural season. Uh, we would welcome back Al Rate, as you call it, the Al Rate Bowl. Yep. A team that most experts would think would have been a wooden spoon contender. But surprisingly enough, the team's not that bad. Yes, they were in 11th place starting yesterday. Yes, they only have 29 points. Yes, they only have one win on the road. But if you look back on their games, with the exception of a match against D.C. United and an absolute shellacking on July 23rd at Toronto, Charlotte has kept pretty close in all of their games, not really getting their butts kicked. Their last five, they won (laughs) only two uh, out of the five, but they have had big wins against Nashville. They did beat the New Jersey Energy Drinks, which is pretty stellar. That's a top three team, but bad losses, most recently Chicago. Chicago, another bad team, and of course, 4 nothing to Toronto. That was a butt kicking, but Charlotte... Not that bad of a team coming into this matchup. Look, the question would be which Charlotte would show up, right? This has been a Jekyll and Hyde squad all season, though, a little bit. Shut out seven times on the year, but they've held the opposition scoreless six times on the year. They have 13 different goal scorers on the season, but only four players with three or more. Not sure anybody could really be considered an offensive threat other than Carl Svidersky, who we'll talk about in a little bit, especially in a lineup where you don't feature or even play one Andre Shinyashiki, shocking, who has been maybe the most dynamic offensive player for that team in the second half of the season. Former Rookie of the Year, yeah, the last player to ever get Rookie of the Year, by the way, because it's That's now true. the Young Player of the Year award. So let's get into the lineup, Philly. I was really excited to see this keeper play for Charlotte. Christian Kalina from Zagreb, Croatia. By the way, you ever been to Zagreb? No, the closest I've ever come to Zagreb was probably Bratislava, and that's not very close. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those cities that anytime somebody posts about that they're they're in Zagreb or that they just came from Zagreb, it looks like one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen. I mean, I, Croatia as a country in itself yeah. is, is gorgeous. I mean, a lot of the scenes from Game of Thrones yep. are filmed in Croatia, yep. so it's it's certainly on my bucket list and very, very short bucket list uh, to, to Unfortunately, go. what wasn't beautiful was the play of one Christian Kalina in this match. <laughs> I, I don't know that you can put a lot on him, unfortunately, because it was a four-alarm fire every time he got past the midfield against Charlotte, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. On the defense, you have Harrison Awful, and yes, he was, Anton Walks, <laughs> Jan Sobaczynski, the Polish U21 player. He's now 23 and Philly. I got a new other sort of kind of favorite player to watch. It's Charlotte's Jan Sobaczynski because we share a birthday. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a good enough reason. Why not? We share a birthday. I'll, he's, he's on the list. You just made the list, Jan. Joseph Mora, Quinn McNeil, Brant Bronico, who's just kind of a, a dirty feisty, kind of mean player. I I don't enjoy watching Brant Bronico play. Benjamin Bender, the number one overall pick in the 2022. Ben Bender. Right? MLS <laughs> Super Draft. Stop right the there. The kid was number one overall, and now he's starting and playing significant minutes and contributing well for Charlotte in their inaugural season. And then a great international front three. You got Jordi Reina of Peru with 28 caps yep. for the Peruvian national team. Camille Joshwiak, who, by the way, Philly, you know who we played for last year? Uh, Waza won Wayne Rooney. Yep, played for Wayne Rooney over at Darby County last year. He'll be playing against Wayne Rooney a couple of times this year. He's made 22 caps for the Polish national team. And a player who has been able to play alongside Robert Lewandowski at yep. striker on a regular basis now. 16 caps for the Polish national team. Seven goals is one Karol Swiderski, who I was really Looking forward to see playing, and he did not have a good game at all. In the 18, 
Jalen Lindsey, Jordy Alcivar, Andre Shinyashiki, and in the 18, we talked about it, 78 caps for Austria, and he was on that team. What was the odds? Was it 6,000 to 1 or something like that at the beginning? 5,000 to 1. 5,000 to 1. Which somebody actually yeah, hit. I saw that. I remember watching the documentary on that guy. It was unbelievable. Leicester City's Christian Fuchs. I mean, this guy was part of the Jamie Vardy party that entire year. What what a career to be able to say you were on the most improbable Prem champion t- championship team of all time. No, without a doubt. I mean, it's a league dominated by the top six, and it's kind of boring. Leicester City did something unthinkable, and it really was an exciting season. What the, That's a podcast within itself. Right, right. You hear the story about how they won, and then their owner like dying in, in a helicopter crash, like leaving a game a couple seasons afterwards. Yep. Insane story, but really cool to see. Not the same Christian Fuchs that we saw at Leicester City, but one version of him, nevertheless. <laughs> That's, for sure. That's for sure. Philly, who lined up for the black and gold? Keep in mind, everybody, we have three games in eight days. Yes. Three games in eight days. So don't be too surprised at some of the things that Philly is about to say. Uh, not too many surprises, but we welcome back Ryan Hollingshead into the lineup. Oh, by the way, Maxime Crapo in between the pipes, but yeah. you already know that. Jesus David Murillo, who... Steve Chirundolo has gone on record saying is the best defender in Major League Soccer Woo! and has performed as such. Oh. We have steady Eddie Segura back in the lineup and getting his first 90-minute game in a long time. And then Cheeky Palacios, who's coming off a stellar All-Star game performance in which he notched an assist to Carlos Vela, second straight year in which LAFC has scored in the All-Star game. Very cool stuff. The midfield consisting of Kellen Acosta, Ilya Sanchez, and Jose Cifuentes. No surprise there. Frontline consisting of Carlos Vela, Chicho Arango, and the return into the starting lineup of one Brian Rodriguez. We had seen a lot of rumors in the Twitter mill that he was going to Club America and how he desperately wanted to leave. That deal isn't, I don't know if it's going through, but you know we're reading from some reputable sources that right. was on the table. Everything's always on the table, but Brian in the lineup, and we'll talk about his performance, which is a pretty good one. That rounds out your starting lineup. Your bench, Big John McCarthy. Pop, <laughs> I did it again, Scarf. Franco Escobar, <laughs> Mama Duval, Latif Blessing, Mahala Opoku, Quadwo Opoku, starting on the bench this time around, yep. but he did play some big, meaningful <laughs> minutes. Turns out. Sebastian Ibiaga and Seba Mendez, your bench for LAFC. So, Philly, a couple names I didn't notice said by neither you nor me. One, the third keeper for Charlotte, one Pablo, Pablo Cisniega. Unfortunately, Pablo has now fallen behind the backup keeper, so he is now the third keeper in Charlotte. But, you know, that name not nearly as big as, I don't know, Giorgio Chiellini and Gareth Bale. Did you just forget to read them? What happened? No, they weren't on the list. They did not make the list. They did not And, and make for the good list. reason. We did know Giorgio Chiellini was in the building, and there's going to be something fun you're going to allude to later on because that's your that boy. But great. he was in the director's box. I did not see any Gareth Bale there. I, I don't believe he was even at Bank of California correct. Stadium. I, I believe you're correct. But, you know, with we're, like you were saying, with so many uh, games upcoming, I mean, we have a game in less than 48 hours right. with three more road games co- to conclude the rest of August. Gareth Bale needed himself a little bit of a break. You know who else was in the stadium, Philly? Snoop. Snoop. How can look, look, look. I, I, I kind of have my thing about this. Well, before, and, and I, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going on this. So let me, let me just say something. You go ahead and Google Snoop Dogg and soccer on the internet. Yep. He is wearing 74 different kits. 
because 74 different stadiums and 74 different clubs have asked him to come out and sit courtside and wear their stuff, yeah. right? Yes, there's tons of Snoop in Galaxy gear. There's tons of Snoop in Arsenal and Manchester and Ajax. All, all kinds of gear. So we're not Birmingham saying, City. We're, we're not <laughs> saying that Snoop is black and gold. But for last night... Wait, wait, but you would have to go back to the gin and juice video to say right? he was black because he was wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey right? way back then. Right? So we're not saying Snoop is black and gold, but last night... Snoop was black and gold. Do you think he knew where he was, though? Yeah, absolutely. He Look, the 42 Originals, I'm sure, took care of Snoop while they were here. Look, we, all, we had Be Real in the building. We had Chavo in the building. I mean, come on. We had Daywan again. The we had John McEnroe. We had J-Mac and Will Ferrell doing play-by-play for Mix Halo. We got to ask our buddy Max how that went. We got to corner him and just ask him how all that went. Would you be slightly intimidating knowing the temper that John McEnroe has? To- no, had, had. He seems to be much more chilled out now. He's making a lot of money doing commentary for a lot of things. Fair enough. Fair I think enough. he's good. Uh, Philly, we, we talked about really how to address the first half, right? Like, you, you seem to think the first half was pretty boring. I thought the first half was actually relatively well played. But you know what I did see in the first half? Two things struck me, Philly, from mm. the first half. Let me know what you think about these. Okay. The first, what we got to see in, in, in great detail was nine players back, a block of nine for Charlotte for most of that first half. They defended really hard, and they defended really well from what LAFC was trying to do in the first half. Five players in the midfield, four on the back line. As soon as there was a turnover, Philly, it's like someone switched the flip. Or switched the flip? Switched the flip. Switched the flip. Flip Flip the switch. Wow, I just switched the flip on that one. You Pablo uh, Escobar'd it. I really did. <laughs> Five in the midfield, four on the back line, and it was it was crazy. As soon as we got the ball, it, they were like robotic. Nope, oh, got to go to five and four, got to go to five and four. Here we go. And I thought our first half set piece execution, Philly, was great. I thought that we were doing things. We were laying the groundwork. We were setting ourselves up for things to come. Even though, even though it might have been nil-nil at the half, Philly, I really do think LAFC was setting ourselves up for a big run. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it in the second half. If you want to paint it that way, then I will completely agree with you. I mean, LAFC certainly got a lot of shots off in the first half. 11 uh, to, to Charlotte's 4. Kalina slightly busier of the keepers, two to one. Uh, corners three to two. Possession we dominated that, but I really thought the first forty-five minutes was a case in point of playing down to the level of your opponent. Certainly they had some opportunities. Certainly Kalina was the busier of the two keepers, but a slightly lackluster first forty-five. Sure. Scarf and even Steve Chirondolo at the press at post-game conference mentioned uh, the fact that he thought that the boys were playing a bit more lethargic than they should. But as this team goes, they are. Absolutely a second-half team, and boy, did we see a second-half, one for the history books. No, I totally agree. I, I want to just just touch on a couple quick things. I thought if you go back, if you're going to watch the highlights or rewatch the game, the 13th and the 22nd minute, the free kicks that they ran, one was off a corner, one was off a free kick, and they're looking to run this this back post header play. They had Vela to Sifu on the first one, and then the second one, again, it was Acosta across to Cheeky, and, and then Chicho with the header that was just wide. I really liked what we were seeing from them. Uh, you know, Brian had a couple of moments, Philly, in the first he half. Did. Uh, just, God, I want it so much for this kid. I, I think we can say the 30th minute with Kalina making that save, uh, Sifu to Vela to Chicho. Yep. And, and look, I'll say this. It was a harbinger of things to come. The ticky-tocky passing that we started to see made a couple of one-handed saves, did Kalina, in the first half. 
and I do want to mention the 35th minute. I, I looked at about the 15-minute mark, and I didn't see a whole ton going on in terms of the West End, the East End, the South End. We weren't all that full. 3252 was rocking and rolling. I look over at the 35th minute, and I don't know if I've heard the 3252 louder than they were in that 35th minute for a while. And then I look all around the rest of the stadium. We were completely full by the 35th minute. 22,140 on hand. Absolutely. The same number that uh, Angel City drew, I think, right, for their last match. So That a, means selling out. That's right. In a good way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian made a move in the 45th minute. I thought, oh, maybe we'll sneak one in at the half. Nope, you already talked about it. Nil-nil. And, and unfortunately, uh, because I had to pee and then I got stopped by like two or three different people, Philly, I missed the first like 10 minutes of the first second half, uh, which meant I thought I was going to have to stay up by the bar area because LAFC wasted no time getting ourselves on the score sheet. No, and we've been seeing that a lot this season, early early second half. I can tell you this, Charlotte making a substitution change. They they took out Bender, right. which has been one I of I thought their, he was the best player in the first half. He's also been one of their biggest offensive threats all season long. So taking him out uh, in, uh, to start the second half was a bit of a surprise. But that was the first thing. Charlotte had the first shot uh, of the second half within the 46th minute. In the 49th, Carlos connects with Brian. He makes a move, but he has an attempt that gets deflected out we have an LAFC corner and um Scarf while you were gone you missed the first goal of the game because we have a ball that gets headed out of the box by Charlotte defender McNeil gets right to Carlos Vela he connects with Cheeky and from way outside of the box yeah practically by like the city view suite of the bank (laughs) Cheeky connects with Murillo great header goes past Molina, and the next thing you know, Murray has his second goal of the season. A beautiful header, and LAFC's off to the races, one to nothing to start the second they half. They had to check it, right, because it was very close to being off on uh, was Murray. But, Philly, what we've seen now in the last two games that Cheeky Palacios has played, the All-Star game and now this one, the service from Cheeky has been unreal. This one right on the money to Jesus, David, Murillo, and I love that we're using him more as an aerial threat. I want to take just a quick second to make an observation about Murray that I have seen over the last 10 games or so. And if you guys think I'm wrong, go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong. But I think what you mentioned about Steve Chirondolo saying that he might be the best defender in MLS – It looks like they're taking so much off of Murray's plate offensively. He's not being asked to drive the ball up and to bring it up as much as he used to be, not being asked to play nearly as much with the ball at his feet, especially in the attacking half of the pitch. And what that has allowed Jesus David Murillo to do, one of the most athletic players in all of Major League Soccer, is to be really focused on his 1v1 defensive assignments, on keeping the back line intact the way that he has been able to do, especially without Chiellini today. He was really the leader, all due respect to Eddie Segura, and God knows we love Eddie on this podcast, but Murray just took another step forward in his maturation process this game, and oh, by the way, continuing to put goals in the back. And and you bring up a really good point. During the press conference, Steven mentioned that they've been working on set pieces and having Murillo come in. He trained all week, and so obviously he's a big, athletic, physically imposing body. Kind of like how Walker Zimmerman was, just much bigger than most people. So on set pieces, they want him to be a little more active. They want him to crash inside the box. And then you have Cheeky, who's been passing the ball exceptionally well, connecting with Murray. And if there's anything that Steve did say that Murray could work on, it's his offensive prowess. And today he kind of shut up his critics because he scored the first goal of the game. And it was such a beautiful header. I had to watch that highlight multiple oh, times. I couldn't believe how far off yeah. Cheeky was outside of the box. I mean, he draw, he laid it up. It was such a dime, dime of a ball. And uh, you're, you're totally incredible. right. And, and look, 
it, this is the thing, right? Now you have to account for Murray in the box as well as Carlos Vela, Christian Bale. Uh, excuse me, Christian Bale. You're Pablo Escobar. Wow. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm starting to rub off on you. I'm Batman. Ungiggity, by oh the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Un- you said un- <laughs> yeah, I don't want to giggity that one. Un-giggity. No, Gareth Bale, <laughs> Carlos Vela, Chicho Arango, Brian Rodriguez, Mahala Opoku. We haven't even talked about Dennis Bwanga yet. I mean, and now you got to account for Murray in the box. You got to account for Sifu. Oh, wait, let's talk about Sifu for just a second here. Yeah, not a bad let's, idea. Let's go to the 59th minute. And what, what did uh, Steve say they were working on in practice and training? Set pieces. How about a set piece for LAFC and we get a goal? Carlos with the corner. The ball got deflected out to, uh, to the left to Sifu. I, I don't know what happened. What happened with the keeper on this? He came out to play and then just got caught in between two of his guys. Sifu looked up and saw absolutely nobody within five yards of goal. And, and I mean, he literally just tapped it right into the back of the net. No authority needed on that one. Philly, the best second-half team in all of Major League Soccer, is now up 2 nothing at about the hour mark. And, and I think this is where we can say the snowball started rolling downhill. You know what I loved about that was how nonchalantly he celebrated right? that goal. Right? He just kind of looked down on the ground and walked. And then he gets tackled by his teammates. Right? Everybody in the bank was a lot more thrilled about Sifu's goal than Sifu's goal. but It, the, it wasn't hard. It was, I mean, <laughs> I think he smashed the heck out of it. I might have to go watch the, uh, the highlight again. But that's his seventh goal of the season. This is a career high for Jose Cifuentes. Yeah. And we still have ten games left to go. He has been an outstanding midfielder this season. And he's tied with Carlos Vela on goals uh, so far. For a little bit, yes. For a little bit. Uh, In the 64th minute, uh, By the La- way, speaking of Carlos Vela, I, I know ninth him. assist of ninth the assist. season. That's right, ninth assist. Uh, 64th minute, Mahala and Latif. And Philly? The Accra Assassins. I, I talked about this on the pregame show at 110 Football. You imagine you're Charlotte, and you are playing nine in the back, and you are working really hard on your defense for the first, uh, let's say, 45, 50 minutes of the match. You are spent. You are gassed. You are concentrating so hard. And then you bring in Mahala and Latif. Go ahead and figure out these two guys now, guys, now that we figured everything out. So for the first 45, Brian and Ilya come off. And, and again, it's just the depth of this team, Philly, how good we are. In the 65th minute, another great corner from Carlos, but Sifu pushed it just wide. And finally, in the 70th minute, Philly, finally, we get to see the Premier League champion, the player that you and I were most excited about seeing. Harrison Awful comes out, and I forget the other player, uh, number 35, if I remember correctly. McNeil. McNeil, thank you. But most importantly... Christian Fuchs. <laughs> I was so happy to see him play. No, yeah, n- no Fuchs given, but he had to have given plenty of Fuchs because his team got fucked up. If you, if I don't mind, this is uh, Philly you don't mind running with it things. because it's the last name he's allowed to say it. Yes, this I, is fun. I'm sorry, this is fun. I enjoy myself. He's, the guy's last name is Fuchs. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not Fuchs, so it's, and it's not what it could be. Anyway, no. moving on. So we we t- we're talking about the Accra Assassins in that of. Mahala and Latif. Yep. 71st minute, Latif got pretty close to scoring a goal. Unfortunately, he just misses. But in the 73rd minute, him and Chicho causing a bit of chaos yep. on defense. Ball finds its way to Opoku, who in turn passes it back to Jose Cifuentes. Cifuentes goes over the top of Charlotte's defense and connects what with a, a sprinting pass. Carlos Vela. And if I can pull out a little bit of New Yorkness, forget about it. I mean, with Carlos Vela that much space, he totally megs Kalina. And he gets himself another goal, eight on the season. Yep, no longer Sif- tied with Sifu. <laughs> Sifu now ties his career high for a single season in terms of assists. And now we're up three to nothing. 
on CLT. I think it is fair and easy to say that, well, LAFC has found the um, the CLT. And, and even, oh, jeez, really? <laughs> what? It, nothing. Uh, even uh, engine number 15 for the LA Fire Department is celebrating that goal again today. It was an absolutely beautiful goal by the captain, Carlos Vela. We're up. Three nothing, uh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. But wait, there is more. I, I mean, what what an incredible second half. That's only three, folks. LAFC subbing on a couple guys in the seventy uh, fifth minute, and my notes have just gone haywire. Philly, help! Oh, we've lost Philly. I, I don't. I don't Philly. have the subs. Philly's- <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Well, he had all of his notes. Hold on. I'll get. Oh yeah, here we go. We got uh, your your man Pablo Franco Escobar coming into the game. <laughs> Whatever, with, Christian Bale. I, my notes have fixed themselves. We are all good. Uh, we have Franco Escobar and uh, Mendez coming in for Sifu and Carlos Vela right after they connect on the goal. That's well, right. Well deserved playing by both of them. Just and, so proud to have them on our team. And, and you know, Franco Escobar is trying to get himself on the score sheet. Right? He knew he'd only be getting limited minutes today, sixteen and change. So he says, you know what, let me help out my boy Chicho Arango. Escobar with the assist, Philly, on a Chicho goal. And just like that, cue up the Barry Manilow. <laughs> His name is Chicho. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome, dude. I mean, Mahala, it still starts with Mahala, though. Yep. Mahala, in the 20-plus minutes that he played, uh, caused chaos. On the counter, he gets the ball over to Chicho, back heels it, uh... Latif ends up with the ball. Yep. The nice thing about Latif, usually when Latif's in traffic or has the opportunity to shoot, he'll turn the ball over or he'll make too many moves and get dispossessed. No, he was great today. He did a, had a great job sticking with the ball. Passes it through. You said it. Hollingshead allows it to go through ball. Escobar connects with Chicho. And can this man... I, actually, I don't even want to say it. This man is just that's unbelievable. A dozen, right? That's a dozen. Uh, I think that's how. No, I think he's at eleven. No, he's at a dozen. He's at a dozen. He's one behind Tati. Yeah, he's at a dozen. Number four, Flipping Chicho, man. Unfortunately, still five behind Sebastian Driussi. Driussi caught a late one either. in stoppage time. He's real, real good. So we'll see what happens with that. We finally got to see Mamadou fall yeah. at the bank once again. Seventy ninth minute, Mamadou fall checks in for Jesus David. Murillo, and just when you thought it was safe to come out of hiding, stoppage time rolls around, five minutes of stoppage. LAFC, I think, had taken their feet off the pedal a little, although, man, it was a track meet, Philly, for the last 15, 20 minutes of this match. We really were hoping to see Latif on the score sheet. He got a breakaway, 1v1, and luckily... He got a little help from Anton Walks on this one. After the breakaway, the shot saved nicely by Kalina, but the rebound goes so hard off of Kalina, it hits Walks in the chest, and Walks helps the ball walk right in (laughs) to the back of the net. And what we like, Philly, is that Latif celebrated like he scored that one because we all know it was all him on that play. We don't get a goal if not for Latif Blessing on that. But can we talk about the service? Maxime Cripeau. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad you pointed that out. Dime yep. to Mahala. Yep. Maxime with an absolute dime. Yep. And look, we've been a little critical of Maxime's passing out of the back lately. This was a dime to Mahala. Mahala with the through ball that springs Latif. Mm-hmm. And Philly, we talked about this once before. We got five on it. Unreal. Five goals, five nothing. Connor collapses, predicting five nothing on the one ten pregame show. Want lottery numbers, Connor? Connor was right. Connor was right. I thought he was out of his mind. Yeah, predicting five goals. Yeah, we've only had five goals. What 
almost half a dozen times in our club's history, yes. right around there. Um, we only had one game in which we had six. You'd have to go back to 2020 when we put six up on Vancouver. Yep. But wow, five to nothing. Connor called it, and I mean, this was absolute domination. I mean, we had 25 shots to their eight. We had nine on target to their two, and we had so many players like had. Such stellar games. We want to talk about some of these players real quick? I mean, look, you and I usually give our player of the match. Who do you want to talk about? I mean, that's kind of tough. Between, right? I mean, you could easily throw it up to Carlos, sure. a goal and assist. You sure. can chalk it up to Sifu, a goal and assist, which, by the way, first time in his career in which he'd done so. Right. I believe this is the ninth time that Carlos Vela managed yes, to get a goal correct. and an assist in a season. So you can go either way. Who are you going with? You don't have to go either way. You I mean, go whatever fl- way you I'll want. I'll flip a coin. Okay. Carlos. Carlos Vela. All right. I'm... I'm going with the guy that I think was the most important player out on the pitch today, and that was Jesus David Murillo. Fair. Murray with the goal, but also Murray with the incredible defense and and the leadership without Giorgio Chiellini being out there. The leadership alongside Eddie Segura, who I thought played a fantastic game. I'm going to go with Jesus David Murillo. Philly. 10-1-2 at home. We are defending the bank like no other. 10 wins from 13 at home, taking points away from two others. The first time that LAFC has ever gotten a six Correct. straight victories, and I have predicted, I've told everybody, I believe it will be at least eight, of course, as we head into Austin. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. LAFC now 9-0-0 after scoring three goals on the season and 17-0-1 when scoring multiple goals. Yep. And what I love, Philly... 17-0-0 and scoring first. We're just beating up on the East. We're well, just beating up on the East. We we're played, feasting on the East. We have played them in eight matches. We have seven wins and a draw, taking 22 out of 24 points from the East. And, and look, second longest streak in Major League Soccer history. Yep. We have now scored in 38 consecutive regular season home games. I, I don't know that there's anything, Philly, that this club cannot do you mentioned all the different stuff about Jose Cifuentes. You mentioned all the stuff about Carlos Vela. Uh, let's talk about the fact that that is going to be a long plane ride home back to Charlotte. It, it certainly is. And, uh, I mean, they have nothing to be embarrassed about. <laughs> they have everything to be embarrassed about. Five nothing. This was their worst loss of the season. Oh, it man. was Toronto uh, in July. Yep. But, but they certainly took the cake on, on this absolutely abysmal game. This is what an expansion franchise normally looks like sure. when it really boils down to it. Will they contend for the wooden spoon? I still don't no, think so. Not I all. think Sporting Kansas City might have that one oh locked down. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for all that help against Austin, Sporting. An absolute butt-kicking. But, you know, I wanted to highlight a couple of other players. I mean, like, we could get on Brian as much as we want, but 64 minutes of solid play. Yeah. Took four shots, had one on target. He hustled. There's no doubt that he played hard. That's, that's the bar? For Brian, he hustled. Uh, You know, he's working his way back into the lineup. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm being you no, at this I know, point. I know. I'm usually we, the one that's critical. We on have, it. we have, uh, as I said before, switched the flips on this one. Well, again, four shots, one on target. Chicho played a full ninety. He had seven shots, seven shots. See, that was more than what I had yesterday <laughs> with three on target. Vela two with one, but he created six chances for LAFC. Chiki Palacios, who led the team in tackles and still continues to lead the tack- team in tackles, yeah. got himself an assist, a couple of shots, one on target, four chances created. That speaks volumes as a defender. Latif, 26 minutes of quality production. Eddie Segura finally gets a full 90 minutes, his first time first in a long time. Yep. 
And, and Jesus, you said it. Jesus Stavro Murillo gets a goal, and Steve said how he feels about him as a defender. Yeah. Now we're seeing him as a scorer, getting a second goal of the season. Defense was great, and we even dominated them on duels. I mean, there isn't really a statistical category in which Charlotte had a shot yeah. at us, no, and, and it look, was total I'll, decimation. I'll, I'll say it again. Jesus David Murillo, Jose Cifuentes, and Chicho Arango very well could have been the three players at the All-Star game instead of Vela, Ilie, and Chiki. And, and I think by the end of the season, we'll see that for sure. Two games left in the week, Philly, with RSL taking on Seattle and Minnesota taking on Nashville. But that will have no effect on LAFC. Top of the West, six points clear of both Austin and Philly with a game in hand not on me. both of them, not you. Ten games left in the season, Philly. That 17th win puts us just five shy of the record of 22 wins in a season, and we are only 20 points now short of 74 on the season, which would be the new soccer, new MLS points record, and our plus 29 goal differential now top in Major League Soccer as well. Four games left in August, Philly. We talked about it. Lots of rotation going to be needed here for these final four games in August, just two days from today, we get to go see the fighting Wayne Rooney's. I, I, I can't believe we're going to get to see Wayne Rooney in the building. Like I don't even want to sit in Founders on Tuesday. And that sounds rather pretentious, actually. But I want to get as close to Wayne Rooney as we possibly he can. He never played here because, when he was with DC United. Nope. Never played at the bank. So this will be his first time that we get to watch him, quote-unquote, in action. And then three straight road matches. San Jose on the 20th. Austin on August 26th. I'll be at Nina's brother's wedding. Lame. And Houston... On August 31st. We should just go to Texas for a couple of weeks. They'll be there a lot. I, I know, right? So that rounds out our schedule, Philly. And honestly, this has been kind of fun, man. Yeah. Out I mean, here on Christmas Tree Lane, we got cornhole going on right in front of us. They're going to do a fundraiser for a plane pole, Philly. Let's talk about the the plane pole. I mean, this is, this is a really cool fundraiser where I will finally get to show off my strength, Philly, and be able to pull an entire plane Angel City doing some really cool stuff to raise some money, and, and I'm I, I'm just look. Will it be at LAX? Will it be at Hawthorne? Will it be at the Burbank Airport? It'll be in Long Beach. Actually. It'll be down in Strong Beach. Let's talk about the plane pole because I know this is something we wanted to highlight before we come off the air. All right, so we have a fundraiser. You're talking about pulling a plane. We're not kidding. We're talking about pulling a hundred plus thousand ton That's plane. It? Yeah, that's it. Wait, you know, a thousand ton plane? A hundred thousand. I believe a hundred and twenty-four thousand ton plane. A hundred and twenty-four thousand tons is a hundred and twenty-four thousand times two thousand. Okay. Maybe it's a hundred and twenty-four thousand pound plane. Maybe that's what I meant. I think that's what that's you meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Go Sorry. On. Units of measurement were not Heaviest my, my plane strong ever. Plane. Heaviest plane ever. Yeah, clearly. So the event itself is going to be done by Somos Angel City, the supporters and fans of Angel City. Potarosa is also putting it on. It's going to benefit the Special Olympics. Going to take place down at Long Beach at 9 a.m. on September the 24th. And they're looking to put together a team of 25 people in order to pull this massive plane. If you want to brag to your grandkids down the road that you pulled a plane, here's your opportunity. But more importantly than that, it goes to a great benefit, and that's uh, SoCal Special Olympics. So check it out. For more information, please join or donate. The website to look at it is www.sosc.org slash plane pulls. And if you're looking for it on Instagram, hit up the Poderosas uh, or Somos Angel City and get more information. We'll have more information for you as it gets closer to September 24th, but... 
SoCal Special Olympics, pulling a plane, Long Beach. What What do you have to do better Look, on September it, 24th? If I have to pull another plane to raise some money for the Special another Olympics, plane. I'll do it. Another no plane problem. scarf. I mean, what do you know that well, I don't? I mean, look. What have you pulled I, that I, I just, haven't? Never I mind. Just, hey, yo. <laughs> that being said, Philly, episode 208 in the books. Our first one live-ish from Christmas Tree Lane. This has been an exciting one. We got a beautiful breeze going on. We got some sangria being had right That's in front I'm of us do here. Next. Philly's going to go fill himself up a cup of sangria. And you guys know how we like to end all 208 of our episodes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.